Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Yo, what's good? What's good? It's your boy Omar. Back for another version of King Vision, the vision of a king. I'm actually going to be, I'm headed home right now trying to get to my computer because I had to leave work a little bit late, but I did want to try to start on time because I know even if it's one person, somebody listened to this at 7 o'clock as they should and they listen live. So I appreciate you, whoever you are. I thank you for checking in. And for anybody else that's listening that's going to try to tag in, um, I'll be home in probably like 10 minutes to get to get, to get get kind of going. But, yeah, man, today's topic is um, – transparency, man, and I'm doing like a little play on words, transparency with the whole trans community. It's a whole lot of news and things that's been coming up with the transgender community um, and the LGBT community, and we know that uh, Obama has um, progressed rights of of the LGBT community through some some of the legislation and things that he was able to accomplish in his time in office. Um, And then we know, you know, people like Roots or uh, Caitlyn Jenner, formerly Bruce Jenner, um, made the switch uh, from male to female uh, publicly, and, you know, PE's been championed and even submitted for uh, female awards and things like that. So I just wanted to put the question out there of what kind of, you know, how is this world changing and, um, you know, in what ways do we need to um, – address these changes and I mean some would say some might say that there is nothing to address and you know to each his own um but yeah I just want to see how people are kind of responding to it and kind of see what the, the the temperature of the situation was because you got people like excuse me Bobby Valentino recently who got caught up with what seems like a transgender escort um and so he was kind of hot in his face, and you know, people made a few parody videos about it. And I, I, I gotta, I definitely gotta get back to my computer um, so that I can chime some people in. Uh, so, uh, yeah, give me a second while I send this text message. Um, but yeah. Uh, Um, it's one of them situations where, um, yeah, he got caught up and he was hiding his face and stuff. And so it's like, all right, well, you know, clearly this goes on. And depending on who you're talking to, kind of, and what what you're saying, it's a situation where um, I've heard for years, like, it's 2017. I've probably been hearing for since about um, – I've probably been hearing um, since about, oh, when did I go? We went to Greek Picnic in 2009, I believe, um, or that, that might have been 2008. 
the summer of 2008, but um, that's when I kind of started hearing that, like, Atlanta's different. The guys in Atlanta are different. You know, a guy messing with a, a trans woman isn't really news or isn't really, like, a thing. Like, it's not a big deal. So, um, and again, and this, that's no disrespect to Atlanta. That's no disrespect to the people that live in Atlanta. This is somebody from Atlanta. And I don't even remember who I heard it from, but they were just like, nah, like, it's just different dudes going to be tripping over that, like that. And, I mean, I guess, too, if you think about Atlanta and how uh, it's ironic that it became, like, a black capital and then became a black gay capital, right? But um, but it's a situation where, um, you know, the dudes was always saying fashion different, swag is different, lingo's different. It's just different. And, I mean, and it's fine for it to be different. Um, but, you know, now you got it. It's, it's starting to actually hit the light, and it's starting to become more public, and you're starting to see more people kind of advocate and, and speak to, um, you know, the reality of just uh, the trans world and kind of the people in the uh, that's a part of that community and kind of those rights and those um, – responsibilities and things like that. Um, but, you know, it, but it, it can't be something that's too, I mean, and I, and I can't, I guess I can't say that right, but I'm thinking it can't be something that's too, 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 too progressed because why would people still be doing it kind of in the, in the, in the shadows? Um, and so it's a situation where, you know, he's this big time star and Bobby Valentino ain't had a hit in some time, you know, we know who he is and we know he still do music and, you know, we know he's, he's still in the, in the, uh, I guess the, he's a part of the rotation, uh, of, of, of entertainers, but, um, you know, it's a situation where he, he's kind of removed from, um, just the, the, the normal rotation as far as being in our face and being a dominant, star, right? So, I mean, this shouldn't even really be news that Bobby Valentino got caught up. And then um, for the escort, it's kind of like, well, you're an escort. Well, I'm assuming, I would assume that this is an escort, right? I can't just say that it's an escort because uh, that's the way it was presented to me and I just kind of took it for face value. Um, but it could just, it could be a lover. It could be, you know, a, a, what do you call it? A, a, a mistress of his. Um so, um, on the behalf of the um, the other party, it's a situation where if he was doing this on the sly, and he was whether he was paying you because you're an escort or he was putting money in your pocket because you were, um, you know, a, a chick of his, why would you put him on blast like that? You know, it's like it's almost like a you want the world to like like there are trans people that are afraid to be out with their trans status, right? So if that's the case, why would you take somebody that doesn't identify and put them out there in a way when you know that it's a struggle for people that are in that lifestyle for them to be open and honest and upfront about their identity and for them to accept it and have other people accept it? So why would you put someone who, is not ready for the world to know that about them and their lifestyle and their, uh, their, uh, not interest, but their, uh, kind of, uh, uh, what's the word? Their, the preference. Um, why would you put that out in that way? 
you know, wouldn't you want to protect and understand that um, even in the in your community, you know, people get treated a certain way, and there are places in the country and in the world where other trans people and people that live a certain lifestyle, they have to hide it for fear of their life. So why wouldn't you respect somebody who's trying to take the step to – and, again, that, I mean, I'm not giving Bobby Valentino a pass and saying that he should be able to, in secret – uh, do what he's doing, but that ain't really nobody's business. If maybe he shouldn't do it, if it ain't, if he, you know, it ain't nobody's business. But that's not nobody's business that he moving like that to a point where you gonna do it without his consent and put him out like that. You know, that's messed up. That's real. And if it's an escort, it's super messed up because that means you got paid and you still put him out. So it's like you don't, and I guess you know from a finance perspective, it's like the bag gonna be way bigger for the person that put him out because they can do a book, they can do especially now you can go viral with the stuff like this. But it's like you would think that somebody would have a little bit more respect for privacy, given that this is usually treated like such a major private issue, and that you know we we have to wait for people to be ready to come out. We have to people wait for people to be ready to tell us about you know, their gender identity, and we can't force them to do it, and we have to be respectful of blah, 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 blah. But when it comes to, you know, the other side, um, it's like, well, no, we don't care about that. We don't care about Bobby Valentino and his family and whatever that's doing for his life. And, you know, he the fact that he might have not been really wanting everybody to know that he was moving around like that, um, you know, there's no respect for that. But the person – the person that put them on blast, they get a little bit of a pat on the back. And, I mean, I and I haven't – I really haven't – I can't say that I've seen anybody um, put him out there like that. And I've actually seen some videos of other people were upset about it too. And I'm not upset about it. I could really care less. It ain't my life and it ain't me. But um, I'm just trying to see kind of what other people are on because for me it's kind of like, man, he should have known who he was dealing with or at least been prepared to handle it if uh, if ever it came out in that way. So, um, yeah, man, it's just I don't, I don't really see how he was able to um, have that happen to him in that way. And he, on some level, just retaliate and try not to retaliate. And so it's just crazy that he would um, even do that like that. No, I said yesterday. And um, like I said, you it's, it's really to a point where you gotta you gotta watch your own people, and if you even if you're dealing with something that's a little bit um, questionable, you gotta be prepared to deal with whatever comes with it. You gotta almost treat every situation like it ain't whether or not this gonna go wrong. It's like when this gonna go wrong. So it's like <laughs> there's no like there's no real answer for a person that might like because like I said we talk about people that might be out here questioning whether or not that they about their life right so if that's the case if you watching celebrities get told on and you may be ashamed of what you're doing and depending on who you ask they would say well what you're doing it for if you shame but I can't imagine the fear for somebody that might be, you know, thinking about it, but then 
you watching this play out. Because then it's like, what's your real, you know, reason for being more open with it? If this happened in a celebrity, then how would it, I mean, who said it won't happen to you? So it's just a wild, wild situation. And I'm about to, um, I'm about to log in to my account so that I can, uh, get some more insight on here. So give me a second. But yeah, man, it's just a whole lot going on right now. Um, with this particular lifestyle and with this particular group, um, I, I really can't believe, um, that some people are responding the way they are and people are kind of being nonchalant about it. Um, and it's not maybe because it's Bobby Valentino. If it would have been somebody else, they might have had a lot more to say. But um, it's really one of them things where I just, I just couldn't believe that he was he got caught up in that way, and um, I couldn't believe some of the people that was making jokes. Like Young Jock was making jokes, and it's like really Young Jock of all the people, you got it. So. Um, yeah, man, we gonna we gonna really uh, we gonna really try to see what's good with the the whole situation. So I think I got QBN. You're... Hello, hello. It was what's good, bro. Oh my gosh, man! It's, you've been doing a good show so far, but you've been going in. Uh, I feel like I'm out now. Yeah. Man. <laughs> hey, and it, it is it's so crazy because it's like I I can't even. Um, begin to, to to say what this whole situation is for me. Like, it tripped me out even coming across the video and some of the people that was making jokes. Like I said, young Jock, like really, the guy with the perm that looked like my auntie right now is making jokes about something. Like, you're not the guy to do that. Because right now we're living in a reality where people want to be concrete about so much, but uh, living the kind of grayness and blurred lines of, of so much as well, and that's. That's kind of a binary that is very difficult to deal with. Like it's very difficult to deal with. Um, one thing you brought up, which I I, I um, bring as questions too, when it comes to um, where does identity and and delusion or illusion come into play in this? Because it's really one of those things where, <clears throat> um, kind of what how I understand it is um, part of what was being discussed too is the intent to deceive or the intent to be elusive. So you want to look like a man if you are a trans woman or a trans man. You want to make sure you are embodying your mannerisms, your vocals, and all those things you perceive or feel as reality that you are. And even the same is for a trans you know, woman as far as you identify yourself as a woman even though you were born a man but also you want to make sure that you fit into these societal standards that women look like, women sound like, women move like. And where I find myself, you know, kind of drawing back is like, yo, but I thought the point was that you were different. I thought the point was that you saw yourself as, yes, you are a woman, but you are a special type of woman. Or yes, you are a man, but you are a special type of man because of how you were born and how that, how you're born, um, sex or, you know, I get confused with some of the terminology. So, you know, but you get born with this one thing and now because of how you are oriented and how you uh, perceive or well as how you feel about yourself, you, you express another way. 
So it's just, it's like, what is the point? Because identity is one thing, but whenever you start entering some of these interactionary spaces, when it comes kind of meets, the rubber meets the road, it starts to appear like um, part of it is deception and trying to assimilate into a culture that is not your own. So men trying to be assimilated to a culture of women and vice versa. And that, and that, and that's still, I'm still, you know, parsing that out. Right. Right. And it's an interesting thing, man. It's, I, 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 I kind of, it's, it, the whole idea of it is, you know, being put in front of us and me and you are in academia. So we've definitely been kind of indoctrinated into acceptance. Um, on some Before. level, um, <laughs> as far as professionally, you know, I mean, it, it is not, I mean, I think, I, I think I can say what now? Even professionally, Omar, I still take the opportunity to wiggle um, in these spaces because um, we're, we're getting to a space now where people think it's dangerous to think otherwise. So it's one of the things where right. we're now entering a space where it, it is dangerous to think, hey, we should question a man who wants to, who sees himself as a woman and what's going on in society where um, people are being born one sex but have a mental, genetic, or idea affected that they're another? So that's one thing that's not happening. Like, no, no, there's nothing wrong with the individual on this show before before we start drilling in on this one person because there's nothing wrong with this person, boo. This person is living out exactly what they, what they imagine they want to live out, and I'm okay with that. What I have an issue with is that we right. – um, think it's dangerous to think that this is not like. It's dangerous for me to think this is not okay. It's dangerous for me to think that a question. No, there's something going on where we need to drill in on that thing in society to make sure that that's not the case. So what we're not right. talking about. This right. is like let's talk, talk about our community. We have a. We're the only community where our women are more educated than our men as of right now. And by right. by far and large, like just educated and more and and paid, like as far as jobs and earnings. Black women are out earning and out educated, uh, are more educated than black men by far. There's no, there's right. no, there's no real implications for the next generation of men and women with that type of dynamic for the last twenty, thirty, forty years. Right, right, right. So wouldn't that naturally lead to more masculine causality? Oh, but I'll tell you this: it's not hard to believe or hard to, uh, hard to imagine that is a factor. Right. And like I said before, like when you said you listen to me talk, so like again, you, you're a little bit closer to the Atlanta area and that's no disrespect to Georgia and I still know there's some down south Georgia boys down there that's not on that and they don't play that and they're not about it because Georgia's a lot like uh, North Carolina in that there's Atlanta and then there's the rest of Georgia. Then there's Charlotte and then there's the rest of North Carolina. You know, right. so would you say that the mentality of the rest of Georgia, even a short trip away um, is the same as Atlanta? Or would you say this is something that's specific to Atlanta and the people there in that environment? It's, it's like a, it's like a, a, a post, if, if you will, because I'm about an hour out. So know where I live is not like Atlanta at all. However, everybody knows what you said about Atlanta um, colloquially um, is somewhat something said often. And people around here know that because some of those things kind of um, using their words, you know, trickle down or trickle out from Atlanta. So I, I have engaged with trans, um, transgender people in my experiences with the university and outside of it. That's one thing that I feel like in this college town, people don't take account is like, no, 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 no. 
all these philosophies and all this progression, and they only happen for the high culture and the and well-paid folk who go to the university. But there's some poor people around here who also are trans people as well, and those people don't get the fame and accolades. They just live in a community and have to figure that shit out on their own. Right, right. Right. That's 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 a major part of the conversation that I feel like um, going back to like I don't have issues with the individual um, outside of the interactionary space that we've been talking about, but it's like oh nah like y'all y'all want to make it similar to the lesbian, gay, and trans and bisexual kind of conversation where it's like as long as the the men in San Francisco and the certain men and women in, in New York were, are, are your main population, we could put lobby dogs behind this. But those poor kids and right. ones and those poor um, couples and poor individuals um, in these cities who are, they don't fall into that same category. Um, we have a different way of viewing them, a different way of, of treating them. And that's, and that's what often, right. I'm going in, oh, but that's what frustrates me about the conversation of um, the black community as a hateful community towards LGBTQ issues. Because oh, yeah. we do not have the financial uh, financial cushion to make it seem like we still fuck with you. So it's really more hand to hand. We living in a two bedroom apartment with eight people and you talking about you trans. Right. We don't got those. Right. I'm sorry, son, but uh, I got bigger issues to fry and you need to take that dress off. Right. Put them jeans on to go to work. Right. <laughs> oh, I think we got one more. Hello. Hi. But yeah. Hey. I'm sorry. I didn't, I was just listening. I didn't expect you to open my line, but. Now that you've oh, opened it, oh, yes. I do I do have a a comment for the brother who said something very thought provoking. So I'll I'll wait, I guess, until you bring me in so that I can ask him a question. Oh no, well please tell us who you are, where you're from and kind of you can definitely go. Oh, okay, so I'm already in. My name is Sapphire and I heard the brother say something very thought provoking that I've been thinking for a very long time now, and he said that he was he was speaking in relation to transgender people, and he said that they are living their lives. And I, and I and when you said that, uh, it woke me up because I have been thinking the very same thing. They are living their lives, and they are enjoying themselves while they do say that. They experience a lot of calamity by way of um, people prejudging them and putting their important issues on a back, you know, on a back shelf. You know, they say that, but when you see them, they live their life out loud and boldly. I don't have a problem with that. But what I want to refer to what you said, they are living their lives. They are doing what they do or what they want to do. But it is the heterosexual people who are struggling in relationships, family, work, the very essence of what it takes to survive, we are struggling with that. And so we are so concerned and caught up in the transgender issue. But what we're not realizing is transgenders are a co-culture, and they they have to live on the mammary glands or the breath, if you will, of the straight culture. Because without the straight culture, they cannot survive. Transgender women do not like effeminate gay men. We need to understand that. We need to understand the dynamics as to why I keep hearing people talk about Bobby V. That's, That's not important. 
the principles that we need to understand is if we want to understand it and how it affects the heterosexual community is this. There are transgender women, and I'm listening to them, who want to have every attribute of a woman, but they want to keep their penis. Now, the question, the million-dollar question is, why do you want to keep it? Mm. Right. Right. Now I've asked him. I have a I have a gay nephew, but he's not trans. He's just he's a feminine black man, and he's gay. And see, I never knew any of this until he became of age, and 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 I'm able to talk to him and his friends. And I'm going to tell you something really interesting. I never knew. He said that they keep okay. their penises because straight men who do not consider themselves gay like to have, like for the female, the transgender women, excuse me, because I'm not good with these titles, and I don't want to offend anybody, but the transgender women who keep their penises know that the prime that they represent is that they still have a penis and that they can penetrate men who do not consider themselves gay or even down low. Now, that's real talk. Real this talk. is what they tell me That's over very, and over real again. Very real so I, I, w- I would like for you guys to address that. And there are some transgenders who get sexual reassignment surgery. And they, right. uh, now this is what they tell me. Those ones, for the most part, are not into tricking people, quote unquote, if you will. Because they you bring up. Literally. I'm sorry, go ahead. You bring up a good point because, I mean, that's a conversation that kind of came up in social media and, and elsewhere as well. It's like some men out here lying about what they really like to do behind closed doors. And I, I don't I, – I give credence to that. I, I, as a man who live in this wild male culture where most of, most of, the, most of the wildest stuff is discussed, that's actually that's, – that's facts alone. But that, that folds into this very complex um, sexual culture that we now are, are living in where – um, you have this dynamic where you have men who like to have sex with men who dress as women. That's not abnormal. Um, well, it's not abnormal historically, but that's abnormal as far as um, that's still a gay lifestyle. So even explaining um, sexual orientation versus sexuality, you know, versus uh, sexual identity right now is a very complex conversation and always has been, but the complexity that we're bringing to it now um, are making some communities I feel like all communities feel unsafe, and that's what we're not. That's what you kind of bring um, to the conversation more. Like, hey, these trans people live in their lives outside of the uh, uh, scrutiny and, and things like that. But what about the heterosexual people who now have to watch their language, have to learn a new language, have, have, who are being called a new name? Like, I didn't know um, I was being called cisgender in a community when I, I was like, that's not a name I gave myself. Similar to their kind of situation. So it's like we're getting in, in a. a a clusterfuck of philosophies, as I always talk about, um, but this has now become more practical, where it's like, when you pull up on somebody in a bar or a club or at a grocery store, you need to ask for some ID. You might you, you turn yourself into police to the feds because you just want to make sure this person was born a woman and is presenting themselves as a woman. And, 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 this is, and in academia, they can take it one step further and say, well, why are you doing that? Because uh, who taught you what pleasure was and who taught you what love was and who taught you what that you like what you like? So they're deconstructing everything about the individual to to now ascribe it to some other factor. I like I like what both of you had to say. Um, that's uh, all of it's very valid. Um, 
you know, it, the, the what for true what's true regardless is the world as we know it, and and I don't know, um, caller, I don't know um, how old you are, but the world we that we grew into is different than the world that was was when we were a little bit younger. And some of these titles and some of these changes and some of these names um, that are kind of coming along with it, it's kind of like you it's day to day, and there's a new title and a new name and a new group every day. And so it makes it kind of hard to keep up with, but it does have a place. Um, it does have a place in society because I talk to students every day that struggle with it and they struggle with their identity, and it creates kind of a confusion where it's like I'm standing up for this thing that I don't understand, but I'm for sure going to stand up for it because I'm a part of this group. Um, and then, and similar to what you said, um, it was like you know I don't know what I like, and I've had some people that straight tell me like I don't know. Like today I like women and then tomorrow I like men and then the next day I like um, um, masculine women what's considered a masculine woman and the next day I like what's considered an effeminate woman and you know so to hear that and to hear kind of some of the other stuff that goes on in the LGBT community um, it seems like that some of these things aren't as defined you know as we think because we're well I'm an outsider so it's like from the outside looking in it's assumed that it's all together but like you said it's really very new and we're all kind of learning as we go, but it's moving so fast that you really don't, at a point, you, you have to slow down and say, what, what exactly, where are we in this race? If and, this is a race, where are we? And, oh, like, one go thing ahead, that kind of always strikes me, though, is that these are parallels between the communities. And, and as she said before, like, yo, they're, 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 they're feeding off the teeter of, of the of the more normalized community, like over and over again, I have to remind people like a hey, selects 10% and I'm giving five to 8% of that. Like we're talking about a population that is very small and we need to work on heterosexual relationships as much as, as anything so that these, these things have a better structure to emulate because there is no, I cannot miss words that they're emulating what is already out there. There is no aberration or, um, there's, to me, there's no breaking of bounds. They're still inside the box. So even you take it like Janet Mock or um, what's the what's the uh, the trans woman that's on um, Orange is New Black. These people are still emulating the same um, struggles that other Black women struggle with. So you're not vindicating yourself from those things. You're actually still suffering from those things. And I have a hard time not uh, not believing or not understanding that this may, may be a part of that. Not necessarily suffering, but that kind of uh, identity dilemma. Well, can I offer this? I I would like to offer this for you all, and I'd like your opinion on it. Now, I'm an avid reader, and what I was going to say earlier is that we, we, all three of us, or however many people are on the line or listening, we understand that academia has been thoroughly tainted, thoroughly tainted. Mm. And so when we first understand that, then we need to understand that if you're an avid reader, and you understand about the various cultures around the globe, we understand that transgenderism, that's a word that we use now in this density, but in ancient culture, ancient cultures, it was called what? Eunuch. Eunuchs. They, many people will say that a eunuch is a, an effeminate male who has had his, his, um, uh, scrotum removed or the or the penis removed the shaft and all but however regardless of the of the 
of the removal of the genitalia, this is what the ancient culture called eunuchs. Now, if we go to um, Asia, major and minor, remember Europe was called Asia Minor. Mm-hmm. They understood that in various vacuums of time, each time the proliferation of eunuchs or transgenders propelled were were propelled forward because of certain instances in every culture, it was a cue that the culture was on the downfall and that it was had become degenerate. Now, I don't want you to misconstrue what I'm saying. I'm not saying that transgender people are degenerate. Yep. I'm not saying that. They have the right to be and live their lives as they choose. Mm-hmm. But when a culture starts coming into conflict or differences where sex were sex, um, sexual reassignments and gender assignments and sexuality is concerned, it is a sign that the politity of the culture has degenerated so much so that you have to focus attention on this, which is not really an issue. Because in my mind, what this does is it forces heterosexual people to be authentic, what do I mean by that? Absolutely. If you're an authentic male and you meet a transgender female, there are things that men know intrinsically mm. that women don't know, and that is this. If you meet a woman, let, let's be real, and she is authentic in who she is, she's not going to give you head, okay, right up front. Mm. She's not going to do that. because Why? Because it is intrinsic in women because they feed babies, because they do things with their mouths that, you know, that are conducive to bringing babies forward, they're not going to put their mouth on your penis not knowing you right. But a transgender will because they don't have a vagina. So in order to keep a man interested and they give good head, and excuse me if you think that I'm being um, facetious or that this is derogatory talk, but I, I need to explain this to you. So if you meet a chick and you don't really know, you know, you can't really tell because let me say this too. This is very important. People who are very old on the earth, and this is so important, my brothers, people who are very old and original and indigenous to this earth, there is not a huge uh, sexual dimorphism when you go on the continent. When you go in Zimbabwe and South and and West Africa, you will find that men or women are often the same height, often the same weight, except for women have breasts and booty and hips, and 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 African men don't they don't have that, but they are often their weight, you know, projectiles in a different place. But what I'm saying here is that. We look a lot alike because we are very old people. So people will say that some women look masculine. No, some women have very ancient features. You got to remember this standard of beauty is very new and it's based on sexual dimorphism. Now, having said that, what I I was elaborating on was intrinsically when a man, if a man is authentic, let's be real, brother, if a man is authentic, If a woman goes to give him head before they have had intimate, detailed conversations 
and they have done the necessary things and grown spiritually together, if she goes to give him head first, that is a warning sign because intrinsically women don't do that. I want to know what your opinion is. That's a sign, in my opinion, that's a sign that you may, it's not always accurate, but it's a great indicator that you may be dealing with someone that's hiding something because the first thing a woman's going to give to you is going to be traditional sex. Um, that's what she has for you. Yeah. Anybody, anal and oral sex go across gender. Mm-hmm. Anybody can give you a butthole and can give you head. Right. Anybody can do that, male or female, but not anybody can give you vaginal sex. I want to know your opinion on that. Well, the first thing I want to kind of add to what you're saying is in our society, what I feel like is a part of that um, degradation that you speak of um, is the commodification of, of childbirth and understanding that the onset of, of, these, of these lifestyles that, like you said, there's no issue there. There's these individuals living their lives. Now we insert the medical industry I mean, other industries into the we want to have a child uh, type of society, and that's very dangerous. That's more dangerous than any thought than I could think of, where literally to conceive a child, you need to have an intermediary. Um, to rear a child, you need to have an intermediary. And even to make sure that that child is nourished there after birth, you need to have an intermediary if you're talking about a gay male lifestyle or um, trans women, I believe is the correct term as well. Uh, we have two trans women, and they can't, they don't have breasts, as you spoke of. You start, you start talking about authenticity in um, both men and women, you start getting me going because literally that's the problem that we have to deal with, whereas um, we're having to relearn each other, especially in the African-American black community after um, years of arguing and bickering, I'm hearing a lot more like, you know what, fuck all that. Um, let's, we, let's sit down and really learn each other because I don't, if I'm not a, a, a man who enjoys having sex with trans women, I don't want to end up in that situation. So I want to make sure that when I engage with a real woman, I have real expectations, have a real perspective, and, and that goes vice versa. So what you what you, you hit the nail around the head when it came to um, really just kind of like a pop-off culture that we have, and that has really kind of fed the, the different lifestyles and, and, and different ways of being because there is a sexual component that, uh, as, uh, as George Clint would call it, that pleasure principle that comes in, in, in the play here. Taking that out is very is, 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 is lazy, but that's really what it is. It's really what, one of those things where we have people who are moving purely sexually versus uh, sex being a part of a larger spiritual um, experience. Well, I, think I think it's very dope. I think it's very dope that you brought up um, keeping it real and as far as, like, um, being able to – like one thing, so so one thing that I tell people all the time is kind of like when you're in certain situations, you can kind of tell what's going on, and you don't really have to have a, a something happen. Like you don't have to have a person come up to you and hit you in the face. Like for the most part, you get a person coming to the room, your spirit, your spirit is gonna move in a way that's gonna let you know to not be around that person, right? So I, I agree with you. you. I, I believe that the way that you. The way that you spoke to the authenticity, and it's kind of like this kind of brings us to kind of the drug situation where it's like, well, if you're taking people who they're they're their authentic selves, but then they're doing this super aggressive mind-altering opiate 
or whatever substance, and then they get into this space with someone that may be questionable, well, the authenticity is gone now because of the whatever situation. So then, and then people know, like I've seen various videos on World Star and stuff where a dude will let a trans woman give him head and then try to fight him after. And it's like, but you could see that, that you could look at that person and see that there was something about them that lets you know that that was a trans male and you still chose to do the behavior that you did. And again, to each there his own, go. but why would you try to fight there that you person? Go. You know, it's, it's like you, you should have let them live. You let them, you know, you invited them into your space. That's you and your life and what you're doing. But to, to invite them into your space and then to hold them to a, a standard as if they forced themselves into your space is wrong. But I think we've gotten into this place where, you know, it's almost because of being more socially accepted, because, you know, there are these avenues and these places that you can go to have that experience, and because you got people who are willing to let you have the experience in private, then it just opens up this world of secrecy and this world of kind of activity that is, is, is really not underground, but it's fake underground, and then you, then you get the escort or whatever the uh, person was that wants to put the celebrity on blast, you know? So it's kind of like everything is so churned up and mixed up. And then you add social norms that have been deteriorated and you add the drug stuff that's kind of heightened up more. And then the, the, the fact that you've kind of progressed a a conversation so far with a little understanding that just leaves the chaos of of misunderstanding and people doing what they do. So um, I do want to ask, though, again, I mean, I hate to harp on Bobby Valentino, but I do want to ask you all, how do you feel about that person putting them on blast? Because I stated my point. My my point is, you know, that person trusted you with themselves, and while it's wrong for him to be – I mean, he shouldn't be dealing with women and dealing with trans women. And But, again, that's his business if that's what he wants to do. So I do – specifically from a woman's perspective, um, how do you feel about that person being put on blast? Okay, now um... – I want to put this disclaimer to you first because my perspective on it is very different from the masses of people. I understand Mm -hmm. that, that the mainstream media is struggling and we need to understand that those original, uh, how do I say those original, um, uh, what is the word? I don't want to be offensive. The original, subjects or um, jobs that were linked or careers that were linked to mainstream media, uh, quote-unquote Hollywood actors, musicians, etc., that were originally linked to that, what we need to understand as a culture is they are now struggling with social media to maintain their place in that genre. Now, what am I saying here? I'm saying that I don't believe that Bobby didn't know that that was a transgendered woman. I I don't believe that for one second. I believe that he knew, as a matter of fact, and I believe that they have a understanding. I believe that he is struggling in his career, and they networked and conspired to create a controversy to get attention, to bring attention to him, because he really needs to sell some music, and he was okay he was when you look at the actions when you listen to his statements you understand that he was not traumatized by this he's like okay but buy my album i'm doing this over here i'm on instagram i'm this i'm that because what he really needed was um 
the assault, the, the link to the public that he had lost that he cannot afford to get linked into again. So he's forced to do it on his own. And how better to do it than to use controversy? We must remember what Donald Trump said. There is no such thing as bad publicity. That is the danger that many people have fallen into now, creating controversy to get the attention or to sell products. Now, having said that, Bobby V has a very long, drawn-out history in associating and intermingling and having sexual relationships with transgender women. That's nothing new. This is old news. That's why he he's not distraught. That's not why that's why he's not saying I, I would I should kill her or you know. The, so it's enough of that already with people thinking that he didn't know he was tricked. And I want to tell you this, my brother. This is really strange, but I want to put this on your mind. My best friend married uh, her her uh, a man that she fell in love with, and he was a Navy captain who had traveled the world. You know they travel the world. He had spent a lot of time in Asia, okay? And she said to me, and I thought this was so strange, but I understand it now. She said to me, when they met, they they had deep, thought-provoking conversations and that he didn't approach her sexually for several months. But she said within the first two weeks, He told her, he said, there's something I need to ask of you. He said, you may be offended, but I need this. She said, he told her, I am into you, but I need to ask you to do something for me. I'm not going to ask you for sex. He said, but I need to see your vagina. Did you hear what I said? Think about where he's been traveling, where they got ladyboys and you know what I'm saying? Remember Asia... The Asians are a very old culture, too, so even men and women, they look just alike. Understand what I'm saying? Just like Africans, we look just alike. There's no sexual dimorphism, you know, not a bunch of it. Now, having said that, she said, she asked him why. She said, "You, I feel like you're being a pervert. Why? He said, if you've traveled and you've seen the things that I've seen, and she said he broke it down for her. He, she said, I just, he said, you're beautiful, and she's a tall woman. She doesn't look masculine, but what this man is saying is, I cannot rely upon that. Can I see your vagina? And she said she did it, and he was okay. You, you understand what I'm saying? So I want to know what you all think about that, that we can clear this. Is it a man? I got tricked. No, if, they, if they're really into you. And, and and you're not going to touch it. You're not going to try to take pictures and put it on Snapchat. You just want to see it. I want to know what you think about that. That's going, that's going back to that authentic man um, conversation. Where, um, a, lot of, a lot of our generation, a lot of people at this time do a lot of their things in the dark and, and have this kind of like, uh, um, <clears throat> as Omar brought up, there's an uncomfortability with self so that we prescribe ourselves to death. So a lot of times we're not in these situations and in these um, environments in a cognitive sense at any point in time. Like there's not even, we can't compare it to prior generations where um, it was mainly marijuana and alcohol, and then you have the introduction of crack cocaine, and that changes the game where you have conversations of, you know, my uncle was sucking dick back in whatever year to get his crack habit, you know. So that you, you have a lot more complexities 
that keep coming into this conversation. And um, when you when you hit on that authentic man, and authentic woman, like there's a lot of people who haven't seen the body of people they've had sexual exchanges with, and that's that's unsettling to me. Um, in my travels, that's something that's like, nah, that's 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 normal happen circumstance because you don't know um, these areas. And when I say my travel, I'm not talking about necessarily just international. I'm talking about even in the United States. Like, I haven't had an experience where I, I didn't see it first because I was taught from men prior prior to myself that you can't see it first. There's no point in doing it. There's no point in engaging this because y'all are not looking at each other. Y'all are not engaging with each other, uh, so on and so forth. But that goes into, um, I think, this is a conversation about authenticity um, as much as about transparency. Um, okay. It, for me, I think it's just more of um, I just think it's necessary now. I mean, you just you just never know. Like I, and working in education, you know, you talking to students that's been taking hormones since they were sixteen and fifteen, and you know, you got people that can afford the surgeries and things are going lower and lower and lower, and so you know, you have scenarios that people might have dated somebody for a year, and maybe they. Out of maybe this person values sex to a point where they want to wait till marriage, and then you get married to the person, and you find out the person that you've been in love with had a gender uh, reassignment, and that's not. I mean, and then like you said, you definitely made a good point in saying that some people, the people that you have come into contact with that have had gender reassignment, they're not into tricking people, and they're going to be they're going to expose that um up front so that they can have a fruitful and you know positive exchange and interaction and relationship um um but it's still a situation where you don't really know where people are with that, with all that and you just have to ask and some of the trans women like some of these Instagram models and stuff like you you can't just look and tell no more like these are women even like Charlemagne got into some trouble because they were talking about a trans woman and he was like yeah that she was bad like she was a bad bitch and he kept saying she was a bad bitch and they went on and made some pretty awful jokes, and he ended up getting into some trouble about it. But it's really that serious now where it's like oh, wow. you can't take anything at face value. You know, yeah, he had some trans – well, I don't know if the people were transgendered, but he had some people show up to a speaking engagement that he did kind of protesting because him and uh, Lil Duval were making jokes about killing. Like, I think the comment was, oh, like, oh, I have to kill her if it happened to me. If I found out that it was a man, I have to kill her. And they kind of laughed it off. But they, like people were really upset with him, and it's real again. Is that serious? And that's the part that I I kind of struggle with right there. That it's really that serious, but it's still that that gray. The reality is very gray, but it's treated like it's very black and white. So I think any single man that is out here having sexual relationships and encounters with uh, women, you need to know, and you need to ask, and you need to be. Uh, man enough to ask, and that goes back to that kind of authentic man. If you're, if you truly are that authentic man, no part of you should hesitate to ask. You know, amongst the other questions that you should be asking somebody, but it's definitely something that should be asked. Well, biologically um, speaking, biologically speaking, I want to interject this. There are things that are in, intrinsic biologically with women that cannot be reproduced or manipulated with a surgical knife. For example, right. a woman has three portals to um, excrete waste. Okay, three. Three. Men know this. They know this. You cannot create. Men, um, who, are taught, men who are taught know this. Well, so there you go. So should we be teaching young men that a vagina has three holes? <clears throat> let, let me just keep it real. It has A vagina has three holes. 
the labia majora, and the labia minora. There's a pearl tongue, okay, and under that out comes the urine, then there's the vagina, and then there's the anus. Now, what? why am I saying this? Because there is a distance between the anus and the vagina, the opening of the vagina. You cannot get sexual sexual reassignment. This will not give that. Remember what they're doing. They're removing the scrotum and the penis, but there is still only two holes for these people who get this sexual, sexual reassignment. And what they do is they try to take it and make of a labia majora and a labia minor, but they cannot. I understand now why my best friend's husband asked her if he could see her vagina. And she said he, 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 he told her, being a woman, she didn't even think of this. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I never thought of it either. You know what I'm saying? You, you don't think in these terms. But biologically speaking, don't we need to teach young men about what a vagina looks like? Because it cannot be reconstructed. You you cannot create these portals, and they look natural. You, 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 you will know it. What you're kind of alluding to a little bit is how um, people who have a hindsight kind of historical perspective talk about, like, these little changes that we made in education systems that could usher in these new uh, conversations and I think like so we're not teaching education um, to a lot of our children anymore. Even in the home, I mean the home is where I believe it has to happen. That's what happens for me and my family. But even in schools, like that's was that was school biology information that um, nowadays some parents shy away from. As much as like some school systems are not teaching sexual education, so or teaching in a certain way, so like people don't have these understanding. Um, I've had a recent conversation where. Uh, hearing about sexual reassignment surgery and, under, and learning that, like, no, they're actually putting vaginas on men now. Men are, are, are cutting off their penises and getting reassignment surgery where they're getting um, artificial vaginas. And I was like, whoa, I didn't know we were at that point in time in, in science and technology. But that, that, that takes it one step further about you keep speaking about almost like a spiritual connection you should have um, between your polarism as a man and her polarism as a woman. And that's one thing that Omar kind of alluded to where like, oh, no, when I've been in these environments and I've seen something that may even appear as a woman, I felt like something, there's a glitch in this matrix. There's something else going on here. And if I watch it for too much longer, I'll be like, there it is. That's a man. Now, that's something I can't, I, I, I can't turn that off now. Now I can't, like, I don't have that mechanism that says, well, it's still pretty and go forward. It's like, no, 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 I'm not attracted to men. Men are dressed like women or anything in the between. So that that's you you spoke, you know, highly of that. And I feel like that's something that I want to reinforce. Like you should feel this is not a man or a woman. Um, despite the the game, despite the, the niceties and so on and so forth. Um, and if you don't have that, then that's a reevaluation of yourself and how you understand um yourself as a man learning women because you're that's your path on this earth, um, and vice versa. A lot of women don't really know men so even as a part of this conversation like how many women have gone home and learned that oh ain't number plastic here boo like i'm about to strap on and, and i'm i wasn't a man in the club so what? you know yeah. with them with, with them i i'm shocked at some of the the hormones that have been introduced to women who 
And I don't know the terminology. I don't know the alphabets for, for what they apply to these women who get hormones and, and they grow facial hair and everything. But I want to tell you this, because I have a gay nephew, I have more understanding of the, the men who transform or become transformers, quote unquote, um, more than meets the eye. You know what I'm saying? Transformers. I, what I find right. is they, they, they are going to teach us how to truly understand femininity because femininity is not talking soft and, and having right. feathery movements. That's not indicative of femininity. And what mm-hmm. the one thing that I notice, and you guys listen to me clearly, the one thing that I notice is that they still act like men, even though they have these feathery movements with they've got these acrylic nails, they've got plastic breasts and booties. They still act like men. Why am I saying this? Because when you, I'm a, I'm an analytical person. And when I pay attention to them, I pay attention to how children respond to them. They don't have that instinct that, that women naturally have, even little girls have for children and babies. It's very different. It's very different. And I think I didn't want to offend the people that I was around, so I didn't say babies react indifferently to you. I didn't want to say that to be offensive, but I just, you know, was cataloging it in my mind. And what I'm saying here is that men often leave all of the nurturing and everything to women. That That's just a natural. We're not going to argue with that. There are men who can't be nurturing, but we know that women are because they have what? The food, the breast milk. They have what babies need. They have, and the babies, because they are accustomed to that, even if a mother doesn't breastfeed, if you'll notice, when they pick a baby up, the, the, a baby will put their face in the mom or the woman or the grandma's breast. That's a pillow for right. them. Now, you guys pay attention to what I'm saying. When they play with babies, they don't put, I, I noticed this, the transgender people, they do not put babies up in their breasts like women do. Now I don't mm. I don't know if people look deep into that, but I just noticed that they don't respond to old people and and women do. I, I just I noticed this. It's, it's a very different. Like women, for example, will will strip down some of herself for children and for old people. Just just pay attention to what I'm saying. They'll strip away. You can get a woman that is. When I say fake, weave, makeup, and, and all this kind of stuff, but just be quiet and watch her around children and old people, old men and women, and small children. Watch how she will react. It's very different than how transgender people act. And if we take the time to understand what femininity truly is, then it, it's not complicated that we can't discern a man from a woman. Femininity was never the makeup and the, and the you know, you see they can mimic the titties and the fat booty, but they cannot mimic the true function of that kundalini energy, the true function of the vagina, the mammary glands, and the, the hormone that is naturally in the woman, which is estrogen, which causes women to react different to small children and the elderly. And I'm gonna yield the mic to you, brother. Can't take that. Well, it's almost—it's almost like uh, Tupac versus DMX versus Ja Rule, right? 
where it's like these are all versions of Tupac. And this is a one's a wacky, crazy <laughs> version, one's a R and B version, but they're all versions of Tupac. And so, yeah, it's almost like you 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 kind of got it, but you don't you you don't have it. Like there won't be another Michael Jackson. There'll be someone that's very good, but there won't be a Michael exactly. Jackson. And so you have all exactly. these people like Usher, Justin Bieber, and you know you want to try, you strive for it, and you still walk in your greatness as Usher, but you never hit that mark of Michael Jackson. And so it's like, I mean, exactly. I, again, uh, for me, it's just more about the social construct. Um, I think just working in education and working around college kids, I saw a trans male that had a shirt on that said something like, no more gender, like that he wants gender to go away. This is a trans male that identifies as male that has breast that takes her hormones um, and again, it's like to each his own, do what you do. Um, but to, for, and for, for you to tell me, cause I, I'm very attached to my manhood and my maleness and my masculinity. So I don't want us to just go away just so you can have a space, you know, like that, that's the part that, that, that kind of troubles me where it's like, you want me to let go of my masculinity so that you can stand beside me and say that we're the same. And it's like, and well, so yeah. unless you, so, so unless, I mean, and I can't say unless you fit what I am, then you're not a male. I can't say that. But what I can say is that is something that's important to me, and I don't know that I'm going to shed my identity just because you are having an identity crisis, you know. Or, or, and I can't say – and I think it's kind of wrong to say identity crisis because some people aren't having that. But just because you're, you're questioning your identity doesn't mean that I need to question mine. Um, mine is very solid. Mine was get, given to me at birth by my creator, and I'm never going to change it or challenge it. Um, so it's a situation where, you know, to, this is a student who I had to talk to, and they would write poems and some powerful, powerful poems about how their mother never accepted them and how their breasts are burdens to their life and how they don't want people to see them and see um, uh, a, a woman. They want them to see a person. And I understand all of that. But when you're pushing that to a point where you're saying, Omar, you need to not call yourself a male because, like, like, cute, like, QB was saying, you know, someone taught you that, and that's a social construct and all that. It's like, well, we can call it what we want to call it, but we know people are being created in these various forms, and we know that God don't make mistakes. So some of this trans stuff, we also, I mean, some of the trans stuff is, 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 is a self-identifying kind of deal, and some of this stuff is science that's kind of gone, gone awry, and we're not addressing the reality of the science of behind some of this food and some of the stuff, like chemicals and all that stuff that's affecting people. So that's where my issue stands, you know. You can love who you love and you can do what you do, but to have to, – to, for black people and people of color to still be treated the way they're treated and their rights not get progressed, but to have another group's rights get progressed so fast that even within the groups they don't agree on what the rights should be, now that, that's where you get me caught up. Exactly, because and I say like it's a, it's a subculture. It's a subculture right. that needs to that, – that thrives off of the memory glands of the of the um street culture. So so if I wanna ask you this. Now I wanna be clear, I wanna understand what you're saying. So this student is a female who transformed or transitioned into a male? Yes. This is a this okay, is now, a student but, who but, is a 
I was going to say, this is a, a student that was born female that is transitioning because this student has not had any surgery or anything, but this student has started a hormone treatment. So I think the plan is okay. to eventually have surgery. Okay, so my question to, to these students and, and to the people who have that argument that the student posed to you is, is very simple. We're so deep in the forest, we can't see the trees. This is a very basic question. How would you get here if we do away with gender? Right. How, would, how would these people get here? If we do away with gender, how will here? How will procreation take place? What are you asking us to do? Not have you? Because you see, once I, if, if I give birth to a child who later becomes transgender, the first cause is that child coming out of my vagina. So how, if right. I am to do away with, with gender, how are you going to get here to even promote your political agendas forward or to even take a stance on your discernment of yourself as trans? That, you got to come out of a vagina first. That's why so I if brought you, if you want. That's why I had to bring into the conversation the medical industry because we're in the conversation of posthumanism, and with posthumanism and, and and the integration of technology into the human body, we're starting to have uh, real deep epistemological conversations about um, create life in an unnatural sense, and that's one thing that. Um, we're going to continue to have difficulties as uh, black women and men in the society as we always have because we're going to emulate nature. And no matter how many times and how many studies um, they, pr they produce that say otherwise, um, we're not finding nature in a large sense um, becoming lesbian, gay, transgender, or queer. We see nature still progressing and still trying to function as um, using the academic term that, that gets a lot of criticism as normal. So you can pull out these 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 isolated examples of of male lions and 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 male this um, having this gay relationship <laughs> in nature. Despite all of that, the rest of the the lion um, genus is actually still doing what they believe uh, is natural and still going according to their genetic coding. That's another part of this exactly. conversation as a psychologist that I have a a hard time with is like. One study will say that memories are coded into DNA, and then right thereafter we'll have a conversation about gender, and we don't want to talk about how gender is coded into DNA, not only as um, a physical element, but also as in those mannerisms, in those ways of being. Like, you know, we hear about those things, like you like your grandfather, you like your uncle, you like your, your dad, because those things are genetically programmed in where you'll see a four-year-old, three-year-old, two-year-old baby do things that are identical to the parents or grandparents or anybody in that family that we cannot explain. So um, a part of this conversation um, that, that not only is an authenticity, but in the emulation of, of who you're trying to be. And I think that's really one thing that kind of it, it sticks in a lot of crawls, kind of like, well, um, you can come to University of Georgia and learn how to speak like a woman, but that will never make you a woman. That will only present you as an inauthentic woman, but you can live your life. But we, we, should, we need to have a better understanding as individuals who are, are, are going according to DNA or going according to those things of um, when we're engaging with people who are in, inauthentic or, or living their life otherwise. I think that's really where Bobby V and, and, and even with Usher and them in the conversations, like, are you authentic yourself that you present to the public? And we don't live in a space right now 
whether it be a media or social media, where you have authentic representations of self. Exactly, exactly. And you touched on this point about us being conducive and congruent with nature. We we have always been and we are always going to be. That That is the one iron in the fire that we have always had and we will always have. So I feel that the reason this has propelled forward so much so in the media is that someone is struggling. Somebody is incongruent with nature and they're having problems <laughs> reproducing. So could that be a reason for this, for all of this being painted and slathered in our faces with the media? I believe that, yes. not, not I believe, I know that there is an agenda, but the agenda, yes. I'm, I'm going to tell you this, the agenda is to paint the black man as degenerate, because to paint of, him as being something other than a man. Because one thing about their lifestyle, one thing about a lot of this conversation that is not being had is the unsustainability over long life, you know, a lifespan of all of this. Um, it all, it does root down to, you know, how we view black men uh, and black male sexuality, black male masculinity. Black men are the only men ever told or ever um, assigned the idea of hyper-masculinity. And that, and that, that, that to me is striking because it's kind of like, well, if black men ascribe to hyper-masculinity, that means there's a sub-masculinity that everybody else is ascribing to because we know historically black men are the original. Black men are, are the are where the genome starts. So is everybody else not fitting the masculinity or are you trying to shift the masculinity to a way where we see it as, as way open, way more open and different than we've seen it in the past? That's one thing that I feel like happens too. Like we have we don't accept things as fact anymore if they don't feel good. We don't accept things as, as different anymore if we feel like this difference um advantages some and disadvantages others. And I'm not just talking about in a societal sense because that's how they perverted it. I'm speaking of just, I know I was different than my mother because I saw things she couldn't see. And my dad started explaining to me like, oh, it's because you're a boy. She, she's a woman. She's never going to see that. She doesn't see the world that way. And, and understanding that the, the way my mother saw the world and, and the way women I've engaged with you know, since then is special and I need to lock in on that because there's things that I can't see that she can't. Exactly. So, can I interject? And in, you all touched on it earlier about the subculture of, um, I guess, the transgender subculture within the heterosexual culture. Why do you all think it is that, especially our our black men or black men and women that are within that trans culture, are seemingly so more eager to pick up that fight? and fight for those rights than they would for the black culture as a whole. I'm going to tell you this one word. It's called individualism. And individualism is, mm. is, is, is being injected into people. Because, see, if I – here's the thing. If I teach you or if I have you learn, because you know they say those things that cannot be taught can be learned. If I have you learned – via a, stre- a steady stream of inoculation of propaganda that you need to be an individual. Your, it's your individual life that matters, not the unit. If I teach you that you're more than everybody else, if you have something very different about yourself that out, 
that outshines the others, that is different, that is preposterous, that is, you know, to be propelled forward. If I teach you that, if I give you a steady inoculation of propaganda, then you're going to say, guess what? I'm not a woman. I'm not a man. This is what I am, and you're going to accept me as I am because guess what? There are agencies that support me that have money that can afford to put together the kind of high-end propaganda that will have me see myself as this, agencies and that it is acceptable. Do, do you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. And so, yeah. and so I, here's this and, important thing I want you guys to know about Usher and the herpes. Why is this news? First of all, I don't believe it. But second of all, I want to say this. Why should this be news if Usher has herpes? I want you to understand that 89% of all Caucasian and European people have herpes. It is something that is a, a biological makeup within their genome that this this virus or whatever it is presents itself within them constantly and very often. Black people are not genetically predisposed to herpes. So the reason for a high-end figure in the music industry to have a bunch of hoopla surrounding him regarding herpes is to say to the world, look, black men are passing out herpes too. It, herpes is very common amongst white people. I'm just going to keep it real. Mm-hmm. Very, very common. So your comment, and it was a, a previous comment, I didn't jump in, but what you just said and you asked earlier, um, should it be our responsibility to educate the children when you were speaking about the uh, the makeup of the vagina? So yes, I'm it not, it, it definitely should be. And I'm wondering, I'm not in the school you know, I'm not sure what the curriculum is, but I would be willing to go out on a limb and guess that they are promoting this kind of uh, culture and promoting that we should all be accepting of this kind of culture and that, you know, kind of blurring those lines of gender and blurring those lines of uh, male versus a female. So I don't know if you all have any more insight into, I guess, what the actual curriculum in these schools are, but I guess where do you all think or how do you all think that should be, I don't want to say combative, because um, again, you know, we I mean, on, they're, they're entitled to, to live their life. I'm not saying that they are something we need to go out and fight and protest against, but when it comes to people's children and you have a way that you want your child to be raised and certain things that you may or may not want your child exposed to, yet this is what's being pushed in the curriculums. And again, I'm, I'm going out on a limb, but I'm guessing they're probably even doing this as early as elementary school, blurring these kind of lines and promoting these kind of propaganda. I think even before the end, because, mm-hmm. because you know what it does? If, if we instill that in the teaching of the ch- children at a very young age, mm-hmm. it removes hypersexual behavior. I mean, people are hypersexual because guess what? We've made sex a degenerate thing. 
as opposed to a spiritual thing. And when you and when you make young children understand genitalia and every aspect of it, and they see it, they understand what it is. Then you take the pervertedness out of it. That's why on the continent of Africa, you if you go in the bush, in in Ghana and in West Africa or Abuja, in in the bush when you go in the bush territory, Igbo, you understand that transgender won't wash over there because they are accustomed to seeing vaginas and penises because many people still um, relieve themselves and have bowel movements and urinate outside. They create a potty. They dig up a hole in the dirt. It's nothing to them. It's not a sexual thing when you see your neighbor go outside and take a leak. You've seen so many penises. You understand. You see they know. So when they become engaged to have sexual intimate relationships it's got to be more than penetration you've got i'm talking about what does your family bring to the table because my family has several stores my family my family are a family of hunters i mean i'm I'm just using this as an example and the other person might say well i come from a family of tanners you you have the leather the leather we have the, we know how to process it the sexual encounter becomes something different so you're right on the money and when we take this perversion out then we can raise a new generation of children who understand the anatomy and if you are transgender or you ascribe uh to be that then you can be that but you just understand that we have a culture and we understand that nature had for a reason for procreation and for many, many other things, and you can't infiltrate it. You can be what you want to be, and we will accept you, but you cannot change us. You have to dance to the beat of our drum. We don't dance to yours. You can't give me an assignment with an alphabet. I didn't give you the right to call me sis or whatever. I don't even understand it, and I'm not trying to. And don't think that I don't respect these people. I do. But you're not going to reassign me a title. I'm just not having it. And I, I would say in education, because there's such a strong LGBT presence in the classroom, where we're talking about nurseries all the way up to college professors, it's like go to an education conference and it's going to be a good chunk of sessions on the LGBT and tolerance and, and learn the new lingo, and it's going to be a whole lot of gay people that's going to be in them sessions so that they can progress the conversation to their benefit. So, I mean, I think um, I think it starts at home, and, and as early as the child can understand anything else, introducing them to some of this stuff, because at the end of the day, it's going to be up to you as the parent to combat all the other stuff that's going into that child's head. Um, and you're, you're, you're the person that's responsible for the child. So to leave it up to the school to teach it to your child and to leave it up to the people that may be um, a part of the community to explain it to your child, they're going to explain it to their preference and to their liking. So if you're teaching your kid how to throw a ball and how to tie a shoe, it sounds like you need to be teaching some of this other stuff too because if you don't, someone else is going to teach it to them in a way that you may not agree with. Uh, something else I want. I agree, one hundred percent. I've been I've been eating, so I haven't been talking as much. Um, when y'all were talking about the progression or the maybe degeneration of science, and how there seems to be this kind of 
growing, uh, uh, I don't know what to call it, this growing sentiment that the world would be better either without gender or sometimes I see more specifically women professing that the world would be better without men, that men are men and masculinity itself is somehow toxic and that we just need to get rid of men. And I saw something um, the other day, well, it's been a while, but I see where science is working on basically uh, like a ambiotic sac, uh, artificial one to grow humans uh, without a body. And then I saw something else that said something about being able to make sperm from spinal fluid. And I, I don't know how that works. It, I don't want to know how that works, but I just say that to say that science is definitely keeping up or leading the charge with some of these sentiments in, in the aspect of either eliminating gender or eliminating the need for gender and eliminating the need for masculinity. And that, to me, is just, I mean, it's, it's wild to, for one to see women professing that somehow the world would be better without men or professing that somehow masculinity is a toxic thing. And then to see the scientific, uh, if you want to call them advances, catching up to that or, or leading the charge, like I said, <laughs> it's, just, it's mind blowing. And it makes me think again, what the uh, sister said earlier about how this type of culture, you can see historically that this type of culture always, when it starts becoming more prevalent, um, it's a signal of a downward spiral of that culture and a downward, the destruction of that culture. You know, you could, you mentioned, uh, Europe and, you know, like Rome and those ancient civilizations where it was real prevalent and you can see historically. And it's just, it is mind boggling to me that so many people seem to be, and not even just people who may identify as transgender, it seems to be reaching people who maybe aren't even LBGT. They just, I, I feel like I've seen women who don't even identify with a portion of the LBGT community professing some of this rhetoric of, yeah, we need to get rid of masculinity or we need to do away with males. And I just can't wrap my mind around it. It's, I, I guess I say all that. It's not really a question. I guess I'm just saying all that to say it is really mind boggling. And it makes me concerned because all this in my lifetime, when I think about, you know, growing up, and maybe I just wasn't exposed to it, but even in early adult life, I don't recall seeing this level of whatever you want to call this culture being so prevalent and being promoted to this level. And it, it just, it makes me concerned. Well, not concerned. I just, I guess concerned is the word for the future and where this culture is headed. Can I say that I, I understand what you're saying, and, and I want to say this. Masculinity that has been tampered with causes problems. Right. In its purest form, in its purest form, okay, 
It is a beautiful thing. But when it is tampered with, and what do I mean when I, you already know what I'm, what I'm going to say, it is propaganda, okay? Mm-hmm. And I want to, if I can, I want to give you all two books that really opened my mind. And one is called Sex in History by Rhea Tannehill. Sex in History. Now, this book will, will blow your mind. And they talk about uh, eunuchs, and I'm saying transgender. This is a, a a new word that we're using in this density, but back then they called them eunuchs. And be mindful that I said eunuch does not necessarily mean that the penis has been removed. But they said that even in very ancient cultures, there were always people who struggled with sexual identity and that they considered those people to be struggling with old familiar spirits. I know people will disagree with me and think that I'm throwing shade on transgender or gay people, but I am not. But but here's what I want to tell you. What they said was they said that they didn't harm or bring endangerment to those people who were struggling. Who they would kill would be the people that contaminated them by having if 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 a man was struggling and they knew that he wanted to be a woman they would they didn't work to change because they didn't want to tamper with his spirit or his energy. They would find out what he was good at and they would make him happy doing that. But they said that the man that would come along in the night or sneakily try to penetrate him anally, they would kill him and bury him face down. This is this is what they're saying. This is not coming from me. This is from this book, Sex and History. Because they said that the person that was struggling needed to be allowed to release certain uh, familiar spirits through positive energy by the work that they do. Exactly, exactly. And there's another book called Chinese Eunuchs, okay, and this book is by Mitamara. This book is extremely powerful. It's difficult to find, but it's called Chinese Eunuchs. And when you look at the history of that, people talk about Genghis Khan and, and how the ancient Chinese fell, but you need to know that the ancient Chinese dynasties were black folk. And how they fell was the propelling forward of a eunuch. It was the eunuchs because the eunuchs, they said, this is not coming from me. This is coming from um, this scholarship right here. They said that the eunuchs would create divisions between male and female because they were neither. Did you hear what I just said? They would create yeah. divisions between male and female because Ooh. they considered themselves, they could not identify with either. Mm. Now, what do you um, think about that? With that and and, and uh, caller, you said your name was Sapphire, correct? Yes, yes. From okay, North Carolina. And, um, how did you? And how did you stumble upon this 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 podcast? Out of curiosity. Well, I was I'm I'm on break and I'm bored. And I was looking in blog talk and I, you know, so many people talk about frivolous things and I had never seen this before. And I said, let me listen. And I said, oh my God, these are some deep brothers. And I just started listening and the conversation was conducive to growth. So I wanted to, I wanted to talk to you all and that's how I found you. 
I th- okay, so we probably go ahead. My bad, QB. I know. I think um, going back to your last point, I I really feel like uh, we're in a state. Going, I mean, even connected back to what Torrance was talking about, where um, the education of 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 these lifestyles is really going to be um, where the rubber meets the road, and and how people accept those things. I feel like. Um, to a, to a minor degree, and it's more major now, we were being exposed to these things in school, and the issue was we didn't readily accept them. I feel like now it's a, it's a hyper-pressurized environment where um, when something happens to an individual, everybody tries to tell you, you need to get on this bandwagon, because if you're not on this bandwagon, that means you're on the other bandwagon, and that's a big place to be. And it's like, well, no, I don't, I don't really... I don't really have a dog in this fight or I don't really know about it. Like, I don't really, I don't think of uh, all these other struggles equal to the black African indigenous struggle that I have. So I don't, I don't readily jump and send my energy that way because whenever things happen, vice versa, it's not the same. So it's just, we're dealing with a culture where as you keep bringing up, like, this is not anything new. Um, some of the things that you reference is what they call prehistory, which, which already means that a lot of people are not going to be exposed to it. Um, even when I bring up Greece and Rome and the sexual culture of Greece and Rome, people just take it as, well, that's how we all got here. And it's like, well, I'm not Greek or Roman in that sense. So I can't say that my culture was was necessarily readily, had the same understanding of it as they operationalized in Greece and Rome. So um, it's not just a sexual conversation or sex that we are lacking in the education. Like we have a, a lacking of ed- education broadly and even more so of like historically how things cyclically come back. Like, even in our spiritual journey, we're not even um, having those conversations about, like, how we're coming into being to even have a conversation about the physical being. Yeah, that, that, that's powerful. And, and the other thing is we need to understand that somebody is struggling. And when I say somebody, I'm talking about there, there is a culture that is struggling with procreation and sexuality. And for them, homosexuality is a lifesaver. Now, I know what I'm saying is confusing, mm-hmm. but when you think about it, see, we're, we're not the ones who are struggling with it. For some reason, the traditional nature-oriented way of procreating is no longer viable for somebody. It's right. not us. Right. But you see, if I send a clown out before me, if I send a clown out with a purple head and a green nose, throwing all kind of flags and that gets your attention. Well, if I come out as a clown that's, you know, more quaint, you won't see me. You'll say I'm a clown, but I'm a good clown. What am I saying here? Black transgender people are used as a beacon of light. They shine a light on them as preposterous, you know what I'm saying, aggressive, Mm -hmm. over the top. So that the people who really want to be that are not seen as the preposterous ones. Does this make sense, what I'm saying to you? Absolutely. 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 It's one of those things where you're able to normalize things historically. Like you can just use U.S. history where these these different movements have been normalized by the extremes that um, the talented African-American and black, the extremes that we can occupy. We can occupy both extremes where – Whenever, anytime somebody brings up, like, well, we have people who've been trans throughout history. It's like, of course, because these lifestyles have been um, imprinted upon us from, from slavery and so forth, 
we're gonna exist as 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 natural beings and then learn how to live with this adjustment. So uh, even when it comes from sexuality from like even sexuality from the the slavery experience alone brings a different conversation of transgender and gay, lesbian, bisexual in the Black African American Indigenous community because that it, it gives proof that um, this was forced upon us. I, I'm trying to think of the book that um, kind of talks about it, but it just talks about like from everything from homoeroticism to um, them eating African slaves or African-American slaves, it's like there's a conversation to be had here about the nature of of us even in these lifestyles versus the nature of them. So even hearing about like uh, the African-American community as a hateful community, I've heard that from professors here at the university. And it's kind of like, well, similar to Chris Rock, like everything that pops up in society pops up in my family. So I can't hate transgender. I can't hate gay, and bisexual because as soon as I had opinions about it, somebody in my family was was all of these things. So I've had to deal with this differently than probably you have without the resources and the freedoms to have my own self and thought about this. Like most of us have kept saying, like I can't have a problem with this because I got to go to work tomorrow. I got to engage with the world tomorrow. So I can't have the same biases as person who has the financial ability to avoid this or make these transitions where they can make it seem normal. I thought like we're seeing a lot of things through this propaganda that you bring up, Sapphire, where we've seen transgenders on TV, but because they have, you know, propagated so much against the, uh, the wild and even in movies, the wild transgender who's trying to convert people, we don't understand that there's um, an elite culture of men who only date transgender um boy lady boys if you will because they've been transitioning since childhood and they made that normal even on tv the, i i peeped, i peeped that game when they were talking about shakespearean plays and i was like there's no reason why a little boy should be playing a woman's role they're not the same <laughs> there's plenty of women in your society so there's something else you're saying to me on, on the reason why you chose to dress up little boys right. to play the women in your society in your entertainment Mm-hmm. And 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 we're and and we're now. You're saying this is recently, or are you saying in the original or I'm, I'm saying the older. I'm saying the older and the newer. It's happening. Like we don't see it the same because we don't. Some people are not out as transgender, um, trans women on TV, but we are engaging with some trans women on TV that um, because it's normalized in other parts of our society, like that top one percent, two percent elite culture. And, and and I hear what you're saying. And if we think about it, if we think about it now in listening to, to the conversation, you all have covered several uh, famous, if you will, or lucrative, for lack of a better word, black transgender or transformers. I have not heard you mention one famous white one because they don't propel their transgenders forward. Exactly. The only exactly. one I can think of that's famous is Caitlyn Jenner. Okay, right. but for as far as black is concerned, you you you've got a litany of them. Okay, you can use all your fingers and toes counting them off. Why is this? We don't own the social media constructs. We yeah. don't own mainstream media conglomerates. Why are black transgenders being propelled forward? They're being used as tools because what? Is the, the, the problem here, the gist of the problem here is that someone is struggling. Someone mm-hmm. is incongruent 
with nature's way of procreating and populating themselves or peopling themselves. It's not us, but we are used as a tool so that others can come forward and say, see, I'm okay because he's okay. He's, he's way, you know, you know, he's doing too much. He's out here doing the most. I'm not like that. I'm, I'm transgender. You know what I'm saying? But I'm conservative. I'm this, I'm that. Now, I, I, for your information, I want to give you this. I'm an avid book reader, okay? In, with, with the Third Reich, with Adolf Hitler, the Third Reich, 90%, do you hear what I'm saying? I know exactly what I'm saying, and I can give you the scholarship to back up what I'm saying. And I don't like to use scholarship because I know it's cloaked in religion, but I'm going to use that word for right now. of the SS were homosexual because you, why? Because you, you needed to, you had to be homosexual to be in that organization. The SS troops, this is where Boy Scout comes from, the SS troops, okay? And so when you, Gerber, the, the, the very famous ones, all of them were homosexual. They were homosexual, okay? And, and why were they that? Why were they that? Why did they see or, or why did they feel like it would be more beneficial to them? We can't say just because they enjoyed anal sex. They, 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 they did that for a reason. Okay? They did that for a reason. And I can give you all a, a, a booklet. So that you can look. That's where Nambla comes from. This uh, man, boy, love. Man. That's where that what comes from? from Nazi Germany. Oh, yeah. Nambla. What's that? <laughs> Nambla. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a real thing? I thought that was a joke. No, that's a real thing. Oh, no, that's not a real <laughs> thing, bro. <laughs> also, that book that book I was referencing is called The Delectable Negro, Vincent Woodard. Yeah. Word. I, so, Sapphire, um, so what we do to, to close out our show, usually we do this every Wednesday at 7, we, or at least we try to do this every Wednesday at 7, depending on our schedules. Um, so we would love to have you on more consistently. We love your insight. We haven't had any women call in the show, so it's usually us guys, and we just throw out our opinions and go. So if, if at any Wednesday that you're free and you'd like to call in, please do. We love your insight. But we close out the show with just like a last word, we just let everybody that's on say kind of a last word, um, and then that's how we close out. So I'm going to start, and then we can go around kind of like that. So, um, again, thank you for calling. And for anybody else that's listening, thank you for listening in. This was a really, really, really good episode. Um, I hope you all check out some of the other ones we've done before and the ones that's coming in the future. But um, I want my last word kind of to be – You know, there's a lot going on in the world. There's a whole lot going on in the world. There's a lot progressing in the world. Technology is moving very fast. The financial game is moving, and it's all kinds of stuff happening that some we know about, some stuff we don't. The war game is moving fast. So the world is moving very fast. And so um, I think if people don't really slow down to see what is actually happening in the world, we're going to look up and things such as the masculinity that we hold dear to our hearts is going to be gone and things such as uh, femininity that we hold dear and things just even how we go about living our day-to-day and things that are identified as this and that and the third, it's all going to be changed and we're not going to have a say in it. So 
Um, for those people that aren't touched by this, I think they should start paying attention. We're, I'm fortunate to be in education, so I'm just constantly putting my face. But just take some time, do some reading, do some research, and see kind of what's going on with the world because a lot of these things that are kind of presenting themselves, there are reasons why. There are reasons and things that, are going, that have gone on that's affected people that created this kind of reality that we're in and is more things to come. So if you really start paying attention, kind of similar to what our callers have said today, um, you'll be able to pinpoint some of that. So I'm just saying people, like I usually say, pay attention, go read a book or something, go spend some time on YouTube, listen to some lectures. I know it's a lazy way to do it, but I'd rather you do it that way than do nothing at all. So that's my last word. Cool. I'll, I'll go ahead and jump in. Uh, my last word, I would say, I know these types of subjects can be touchy, and a lot of times when you get on these subjects, if people tend to disagree with the popular rhetoric, the automatic response is uh, it's coming from a place of hate or coming from a, a negative place. And I would just encourage people to actually listen to what's being discussed. Uh, I think it's been reiterated several times on this call that we are definitely all for people living their lives and everybody is entitled to live their life. Everybody deserves to live their life the way they see fit. Um, as long as it's, you know, not harming someone else, everybody deserves love. Uh, but I would challenge people to be mindful of these types of issues, be mindful of what's really behind some of these movements and subcultures that we're seeing and not be so quick to just take up arms and join the band because it's the popular thing that's being promoted. And to actually, I guess, to piggyback off what Omar was saying, do your research, question things. Um, just because you disagree with something that's being promoted doesn't mean that you're some kind of bigot, doesn't mean that you're intolerant. It might just mean that you're educated. And that's it. Okay, is it my turn? What I want to say to the listeners is I, I would like to challenge them to be their authentic selves. I know uh, uh, with what's going on with Bobby V and the transgender gate uh, that's that's being propelled forward now in the media, a lot of brothers are saying, um, you know, I just don't want to get tricked. I, I want to reiterate what I talked about earlier. When you are being your authentic self, what you were created to be, the the assignment and the gender and the spirit that the creator gave you when you came from your mama's womb, when you are true to that, your authentic self, and when you are in touch with the eye of your being, it's extremely difficult to be tricked. And when you're authentic, you force other people who come into your cipher to be authentic. Mm -hmm. You be patient with yourself and you understand what your spirit needs. Your spirit will not guide you wrong. And when I talk about the authentic self, this is yourself outside of stimulation. I'm not talking about emotion. I'm talking about your authentic self, the eye of your being. When you stay in tune with that, it's extremely difficult to be tricked. Not only that, it will propel you forward intellectually and spiritually. So I want to say to the brothers out there, this is a challenge to you to be your authentic self and to be more analytical. 
and to be intelligent. And when you come in contact with a transformer or a transgender person, I challenge you to ask the serious questions. Those that are not hiding, ask them how they feel about themselves and how they feel about you, and that's your opportunity to let them know. I'm not going to judge you. Don't judge me because I don't want to be with you sexually. Understand how they feel and let them know how you feel. Be your authentic self. Stop worrying about what some clown thinks because they saw you having a conversation. You let them know, I'm just being mindful. I'm being analytical about this thing. There's something for me to learn in here that I can teach my other brother. And I'm going to yield the mic. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I actually want to add on to that. You, we're on the same same wavelength. Um, just just for everyone to endeavor for some spiritual congruence. I feel like we, right now we're in a wavelength where um, people are not drawing those connections between the things that they say and the things that they experience. Um, as those words become um, what you experience and what you put out there in the, in the ethos. So endeavor for that spiritual congruence because that's what's going to lead to that authenticity. I always say that, you know, that I don't know what's real for you, but I can always tell whenever that those things that you're propelling are not linked up with who you are, who what your spirit is telling me who you are. So um, endeavor for that things that are, are more congruent. So um, Barry White would say practice what you preach, but he meant way more than just um, saying those words and, and backing up in a relationship sense. He, he was talking more so of all those credos and those one-liners that we put out there that make um, our followers increase and, and our retweets uh, increase. Some of those things are things that we have to stand on and understand the deeper meanings in. So my final words, just endeavor for that spiritual congruence. Word, word. I just want to thank y'all for joining us for another version of King Vision. Thank you again, Sapphire, for calling. Please, please call back again later. Uh, for some future episodes, if you have time, we love that commentary. Um, and with that, thank y'all for joining us for another version of King Vision. Peace. And when will you be back? I'm sorry. When will you be back again? Um, so we try to do every Wednesday night at seven, but it's week to week. Well, I just I have a two month old, and um. You know, uh, some of there's so much scheduling conflicts. It's, it's 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 hard to actually do it every single week, but we try to do every Wednesday at seven. And what time frame are you in? Pacific or what? What time? Oh, I'm sorry, Eastern time. Okay, got it. All um, right, keep it for you, brother. Email, right? Say what now? Um, are you? I was just saying, you usually send out an email, or is that automated? No, I send that out. I send that out. And so if you want to actually give me your email, I can invite you every week um, that we do it so that you can definitely be on with us. Okay, but I don't want to give my email out on air. So how will I? Understand. Do you have a Facebook? Um, not for this, no. But you can find me on Instagram. Um, my Instagram is DJ underscore Hugo, H-U-G-O, 704. And that's where you'll find my email and all that jazz. And anybody can email okay. me at hugo704nc at gmail.com. I DJ too, so if you need a DJ, please holler at your boy. Okay, that's Hugo704. Your, your email is Hugo, NC, N is in Nancy, C is in Candy. 
Yes. At, at gmail.com. Got it. All right. Peace be upon you, brother. Peace be thank upon you, thank you. you and thank your you for, family. Thank you for joining us. Peace, peace, peace. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.